Well, this morning I want to listen to all the women in our church that said, Pastor, you need to give it to our men. No, they, no, they didn't say that. Don't worry about it. Although they're probably seeing it in their hearts. Yes, please do. Please do. I do want to talk to us as men here this morning. What I'll be saying, of course, is applicable to everyone because uh, it is the scriptures and it speaks to everyone, not just to men. But I do, I do want to make it towards our men and to encourage our men. We are very blessed in this church uh, to have so many men uh, here, and uh, that's a huge, huge blessing. And so uh, I just want to talk about time to be men. So uh, if you have your Bibles, uh, two passages of Scripture, Joshua 1, 6 to 9, and then our main text is going to be 1 Corinthians 16, 13 to 14. And so those are going to be our passages uh, that we'll be talking about uh, today. So Joshua 1, verses 6 and 9, Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For your Lord, your God is with you wherever you go. Then into the New Testament, 1 Corinthians 16, 13 to 14, it says, be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, and do everything with love. May the Lord bless his word this morning. Well, this being Father's Day, I'd like to talk to a man and I just share with him especially, even though it's really to everybody. I just want to especially encourage our men to follow these words that we see here in the scriptures. And as I said, we're very blessed to have so many men uh, in our church. And I think that's the way it really should be. Uh, you'll probably recognize that in a lot of churches, there's usually more women than there is men. And uh, here in our church, I think it's pretty close to 50-50. And that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And we need men to be examples in our churches, in our homes, in our world. And so I want to say thank you to all you men uh, for being with us and showing that faith in Jesus Christ is something that's very, very important. And it is. And we need to be those kind of men, especially in this area of faith. And there was ever a time, I think, for us as men to be standing up and to be counted as men of faith, it's now. Uh, we're not to leave the practices of faith to our wives and, uh, or to the ladies and uh, say, oh, well, let them take care of it, let them look after it. No, that's something that we need to be taking some leadership in and leading and teaching our children and others in the faith. I am grateful for our men uh, here in our church. I'm grateful for our women in our church. We have some awesome women of faith in this church. And so, you know, th there's a pretty high bar for us as men to be uh, in that realm with all these ladies that love the Lord, and we need to be just the same as men who love the Lord. Good, healthy sign 
that we do have men in our church. And so if you're watching us online and you're wondering uh, as a man that, man, is this a church I should go to or not? Well, yeah, come on in. There's lots of men here in our church and you are welcome. Ladies are welcome, of course, as well. Young people, children, uh, we do welcome you all, all cultures, nationalities, backgrounds. We welcome all of you. Now, having faith in Jesus Christ and being men of faith is something that really is important. It's a truth that is taught in Scripture. It's also a commandment in the Scriptures and very important that God, uh, that men take God seriously and our relationship with God seriously. You know, there's a lot of confusion these days about the roles of men. And, and it's important that we get the right information and how we should really live and what God really expects from us as men. And you'll find that truth in the Bible, in the Word of God. And it's important for us that we hold on to the Bible, what the Bible says. And may we continue to be men and examples of faith because it is a time for men of faith to hold to the Word of God, to be true examples of what the Bible says. So we're going to be looking at some of the, the Scripture to see what you know, God is telling us at this time that our focus needs to be. And I, I kind of see that it's really summarized well uh, in 1 Corinthians 16, 13 to 14. Now, this isn't just addressed to men. It's addressed to everybody. But I am addressing this a little bit more towards our men here in our church today and those who are watching online. It says, be on guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous, be strong, and do everything with love. I think that's pretty direct, simple, straightforward, that that's what's needed in us as men. This is something that God is desiring in all of us, but especially in us as men, that we might have all of these qualities in our lives. And so I just want to go through that verse and just talk about each one of those things briefly uh, to encourage us that we might be the men of faith and the people of faith that God wants us to be. Now, the first thing that God wants us as men or as people to do is to be on guard. 1 Corinthians 16, 13, be on guard. See, we need to be ready to defend, to watch over, to protect ourselves, to protect others from danger or from harm. And there's a lot of danger out there in our world today. Uh, not just physically, but also spiritually. And as men, we are to be protectors of our families. We're to be protectors of one another. This is to be more than just a physical protection, but also spiritual protection as well. There's a lot of old and new philosophies that are being spread around that look good, sound good, and so people say, oh, well, if it looks good, sounds good, it must be the truth. And it's not the truth. You have to hold on to the scriptures. And, and usually what you hear when people come against Christianity is basically all it is is a rebadging of old heresies. And if you kind of go in and do some studies of that, you'll find that, oh, that was talked about 100 years ago, or this came up 300 years ago, or you go right back to the Bible and see where, where some of these things, they just kind of get resurfaced, rebadged, and people kind of come out and try to say it's a new thing, when it's not a new thing, it's just an old heresy that is just continuing to circle itself. 
The Apostle Peter, he spoke about that as well. And he warned Christians to not to be deceived by those who twist Scripture or to condone their sin or to gather a following. See, sinners like other sinners. And when you are sinning and you're doing things that are not pleasing to God, uh, you will look to drag other people in with you so you can feel good that you're doing things against God's Word. 2 Peter 3, 17-18. You already know these things, dear friends, so be on guard. Then you will not be carried away by the errors of these wicked people and lose your own secure footing. Rather, you must grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Friends, we are called to continue to grow. You do not reach a place where, you know what, I got it all. I don't need any more church. I don't need any more God because I got it all. No, you don't. The Bible says you continue to grow. You'll never have all of it. We're to keep on growing. We're to keep on seeking. Keep on desiring to draw closer to God. That needs to be our heart's cry. And when it's not our heart's cry, that's kind of like a warning bell to us that we need to straighten some things out in our lives. So we need to keep growing in that relationship. Be on guard against anyone who is trying to convince you to lessen your commitment to Christ. Because that's basically a sign that they're looking for company to ease their pain, to ease their conviction, because they're doing that which is wrong. And as we recognize in our world today, there is a spirit of delusion that has been released upon our world. The Bible says so. In the last days, there will be a spirit of delusion. And we see it. It is happening in these days. So the Bible says, be on guard. How can you be on guard? Well, we can be on guard by knowing the Word of God, the Bible. Most people are deceived because they lack understanding and knowledge of the Scriptures. And sadly, many Christians do not read the Scriptures daily. They don't get into the Word of God daily. And we really, really need to do that because there's so many things circulating today that are quickly deceiving people and deceiving many Christians to walk away from the faith. We need to listen to what the Lord says and what he actually says here to, to Joshua about the importance of the Word of God. He tells us here, Joshua 1.8, Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night, so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. And it's telling us to obey everything written in it. So you can't take bits and pieces. A lot of people like to do that. I'll take a little scripture here, a little scripture there, and, and they build up a, a premise there that, see, what I'm doing is okay because here's this scripture, this scripture. But it's not all the scripture. You have to line up everything with all scripture. So to be on guard, you need to study God's word. More than just reading a passage or two or you know, reading a little devotional book that has one little verse, like if that's where you're starting, that's great. But that's not, you got to grow. You got to grow to more than a verse a day and, and get into the Word of God and know that Word of God uh, for yourself. Uh, so very, very important. The Bible says meditate on it continually, day and night. So, so get that Word of God inside of you. Think about it and, and, and dwell upon, upon it. It needs to be a daily practice Otherwise, we can be deceived very easily by those who like to twist Scripture. And there's lots of people that like to twist Scripture these days. And 
You know, they'll, they'll say something that sounds good. You know, the, the thought process seems really good. And, you know, we start to fall for it because, well, that sounds pretty good. They're using some scripture, but they're not using all their scripture. And they're trying to basically excuse their sin. And anytime someone is trying to excuse sin, again, alarm bells should be going off. It should recognize immediately that what you're going to read is not going to be something that's going to be really good or true because the person is trying to excuse their sin. We need to remember something. Sin is offensive to God. Sin must be repented of. It doesn't just, you know, oh, well, you know, it doesn't really matter. God doesn't mind. Yes, he does mind. He had to give his life for us. He had to die on a cross because of sin. Sin is very, very serious. It's offensive to God, and it needs to be repented of. And so when you hear these statements out there that, oh, it doesn't matter, you know it's a lie, and that someone's trying to cover up themselves because they have sinned. Listen to what the Word of God says, 2 Timothy 2, 15 to 17 says, Work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive His approval. Too many people are worried about the approval of other people. We need to be worried about the approval of God, that we stand in a right relationship with Him. It says, be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. Avoid worthless, foolish talk that only leads to more godless behavior. Notice that. This kind of talk spreads like cancer. And I want to tell you something. There's a lot of spiritual cancer out there right now that is destroying people's faith. You need to be on guard. And then as Christians, of all people, we need to take that responsibility, again, to protect, to watch over our families, those around us. And as men especially, we need to do that. We need to stand up uh, for our families to say, no, that's not coming in this house. No, we're, we're not going there. We're not going to fall for this. As men, we need to stand up in our homes, in our families, and for those people that are around us. Now, I could talk a whole lot about deceptions that are out there. But you know something, if you will practice this truth of being on guard, then you're not going to have to worry about deception. Because if you're studying and preparing yourself and making sure that you know the scriptures, then you're not going to have to worry about all the latest trends or the latest things that people are trying to believe these days because you're not going to be deceived because you're going to stay true to the word of God. And so it's time for us to be men, men of faith who are on guard on guard for our families, on guard for others, and on guard for ourselves. Then secondly, tells us here in the Word of God, God wants us to be men to stand firm in the faith. So 1 Corinthians 6, 13, be on guard, stand firm in the faith. As men, as God's people, we're to stand firm in the faith. We're to hold tightly to the word of truth. And we're to hold tightly to our convictions. Actually, standing firm means you're, you're immovable. It's not open for discussion. You, you can say all you want, but it's not open for discussion. I will serve the Lord. I will be faithful to him. I will continue to read his word. I will continue to obey his word. You become immovable. That's what it talks about. Stand firm in your commitment to Jesus Christ. That's so very, very important. And the way that we do that, obviously, again, the Word of God. Obviously, through, through prayer and coming together and, and uh, coming to a church like this as well. 
Back to the story of Joshua and the verses we read earlier. Just adding a verse there, Joshua 1, 7 and 8. He says, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you'll be successful in all you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. We need the Word of God. We really need to hold on to that book. You know, it's been uh, translated in so many different languages. Uh, it's been translated in so many English-style versions uh, as well, uh, from uh, a New Living Translations to a Passion Translation to a Message Translation. There's just all kinds of translations out there. And they were designed and done that to get you to read it. What do we do instead? We argue about, is this one better than that one? Is this one better than this one? Look, for Pete's sakes, read it. That's what they did that for. People died, literally died, to get the Word of God in your hand that you can read it today. And so read it. Study it. That's what God is wanting us to do. And the Bible says, he, uh, he cautions us not to deviate from it, turning to the right or turning to the left, with the opinions of people. Lots of opinions. During COVID time, it's really been a huge social media time with lots of opinions being thrown out there. Lots of people getting deceived. Thankfully, there's also people getting saved because they're reading the good stuff. But the Bible says, don't turn to the right or turn to the left. You've got to keep that focus on Jesus Christ and being true to Jesus, being true to the Word of God and following after Him. Again, study it, meditate on it daily. Uh, make sure you obey all of it, not just some of it. Again, you know, this picking and choosing. Be so, be so very, very careful. People like to do that to deceive you. They'll use some scripture. And so they'll try to get your focus elsewhere and say, see, this here says you can sin. And it's okay if you sin. No, it doesn't say that. You need to read the whole book because the whole book is a, talks about the whole problem of sin. And because of sin, we've been cut off from fellowship with God and that Jesus had to come into this world to deal with this problem of sin. And so don't get in there and start taking a scripture here or a scripture there and thinking that sin is okay. No, it is not. It needs to be repented of. It needs to be repented of. Friends, be careful of those, and this is all through scriptures, of those who try to preach another gospel that's only using some of the word of God. You're to obey and stand firm to the whole word of God. You're immovable. There's not open for discussion. You're immovable that you're going to hold on to the whole word of God. The Apostle Paul also encourages us, and this as well, to stand firm in the faith. Because he recognized there are many temptations that are out there. There are many strategies of the enemy that sound good, you know, feel good, and so it must be true. No, that's not right. Uh, it can deceive you. And he is good at what he does. He said lots and lots of practice. Ephesians 6, 10 and 11 says, A final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. The enemy of our soul has lots of strategies out there. And if you're not grounded, if you're not standing firm, then you're going to be deceived. And so you, you need to do something about it. You need to get into the Word of God for yourself. Yeah, you need church. That's important too. But 
You're responsible for you, and you need to take responsibility for you, get into the Word, get into that prayer closet, begin to seek the Lord that you might hear from Him and not be deceived by all these opinions and strategies of the devil that He is out there to deceive people. We all have that responsibility to equip ourselves so that we can be firm in our faith and not compromise. And we need to take that responsibility very seriously. And as men, I think we need to be standing up and saying, hey, look at me, I'm going to follow the, the Lord. I'm, I'm doing this. So let us be an example as men of standing firm in the faith. No compromise, no turning to the right or turning to the left, but keeping our focus on the straight and narrow. Stand firm in the gospel. Your life and the life of others really does depend on that. Then thirdly, it tells us here, God wants us to be men of courage or people of courage. 1 Corinthians 16, 13, again, be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be brave, be willing to give it all you got, be willing to do what is right no matter what people might say or think. Be brave to the declaration that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That needs to be something that we declare over our homes as men, as fathers here today. Be brave. Be willing to give it your all. Be willing to do what is right no matter what happens. Don't allow fear to hinder or distract you. I realize that fear can paralyze us. And if we allow it a foothold, then the enemy can just have his way in our lives. Get determined. Be resolved to make a stand that you will serve the Lord. And make sure it happens. You take charge. Don't wait for your wife to do it. Don't wait for the ladies of the church to do it. You do it. You stand up to say, this is important. We want to make sure that everyone in this place serves the Lord. And we want to get that message out to the world that there is a need to experience salvation. There is a need to deal with our sin. There is a need for us to repent of our sin and turn from our evil ways that we might experience God's salvation. So be willing to face and deal with danger, trouble, fears, deception, persecution, pain that may come your way. And if you make a mistake or if you fall away from God, then get back up again. Don't stay there. Deal with the problem. Repent of your sin. Get help, whatever you need to do. But you need to get resolved to say, I'm not going down that road again. I made a mistake. I did something that was wrong. God, forgive me. There may be consequences. Just because, you know, you sin, you, you know, and God forgives you, that doesn't mean there's no consequences. Sometimes there's consequences of what we've done. Well, be a man. Take those consequences. Be ready to take them. But also be ready to say, you know what, I'm going to serve the Lord. No matter what happens, I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm not going to go back to this lifestyle that's caused all these problems in my life. I'm going to serve the Lord. Because we don't want to be sorry just because we were caught. And sometimes that's what happens. We're sorry we got caught. And friends, no, we need to be sorry because we have sinned. No, we need to be sorry because we've broken the commandments of God. And for those that we do need to repent. So let's be men that own up to our mistakes and not excuse them. Be courageous about the things of God. God wants you to be a leader, not a follower. Lead people, show people the way to Christ. Set good examples for others to follow. Conquer your fears. Serve the Lord boldly. Don't hide your Christianity. Live it. Demonstrate it. Step out for God because he promises that he is with us. 
And that's what he was reminding Joshua. Joshua, he's about to lead all these Israelites into the promised land, and they're quite a group of people. They've had a lot of ups and downs in that journey, and here he is about to take them in. And what does God say? He said, this is my command to you. Joshua, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You're not alone. You need to realize that. You're not alone in this journey of faith. God is with you. And when maybe you are a little bit you know, afraid or a little bit shy to be standing up for the things of God, step out. Step out. The Lord is with you. He's going to help you. He's going to be with you through that time. Be courageous, men. We need to be men like that today. All of us need to be courageous in our faith. Going right along with that, uh, he goes on to say, uh, God wants you to be strong. Men who are tough and firm and, and durable, able to resist and hold their ground. We're to be men of power, not of weakness. Again, 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong. We don't want to wimp out in our faith. We need to choose to be strong to our faith and bold for God. We need to do this. Just like, you know, many when they first got saved, they're very bold for God. Sometimes, you know, as the years go by, that boldness kind of simmers down. We're not quite as bold as we used to be. We need to ask that boldness to come back. We need the fire back in our hearts and in our lives. And say, God, I want my fire back. I want my boldness back. We need to be crying out for that. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Don't be ashamed of your faith. Don't allow people to put you down or discouragement to defeat you. We need to press on, prepare ourselves for the long haul where there is no compromise. Again, this is what God tells you. You're to run a race. You need to prepare yourself for the race. You need to be strong. You need to develop some muscle so that you can, you know, make the journey, that you can win the race. It is a long race. It's a long-distance race. And so you need to train yourself. You train yourself through the Word of God. You train yourself through prayer and supplications. You train yourself through coming to a church. You train yourself by studying and Bible studies and getting into the Word of God. That's something that is important to God. Joshua 1.9, he said, This is my command to you, Joshua. Be strong, courageous. Don't be afraid or discouraged. Again, God is with you. Wherever you go, wherever you go. And he tells Joshua that three times. In other words, that's, he's probably just like you and I and say, oh, Lord, I don't know. You know, God, oh, it's kind of hard. And we kind of whine a little bit. And so sometimes God has to tell us multiple times before the message finally gets through. That's what he's doing with Joshua. Look, Joshua, I'm going to tell you again. You're not listening. I'm going to tell you again, be strong and courageous. I am with you. I, I, I don't know, Lord. Be, Joshua, I'm going to tell you again. And that's what God does with us. He keeps reminding us, be strong, be courageous. It's what he's doing for you today. Be strong, be courageous today. Let's work through our times of discouragement and our resolve to be stronger than our fears and stronger than our encouragement. Strengthen yourself in the Lord. Get into your spiritual training. I, I see a lot of people, you know, like they, they, do, they do their physical training like clockwork. Like they don't miss a day. And I know with COVID, a lot of people did miss it. But as we get back into normalcy and, and people get back into schedules, I guarantee there will be a lot of people, they, they will not miss a day. Well, that's how it needs to be in time with God's word, in time with prayer, that we don't miss a day. That we have a scheduled time 
that nothing else interferes with that, that that's our time with God. We need those times. Strengthen yourself in the Lord. Stay on top of your spiritual training just as you would about your physical training or your physical body. Be strong in the Lord. Do your training so that we might be men who are strong in the faith. And then lastly, God wants us as men or God wants us as people to do everything in love. Love must remain our motivating factor. 1 Corinthians 16, 14, and do everything with love. And when he says everything, that means everything. Love must remain the focus. Loving on one another, forgiving one another, whatever grievances we might have, doing things not because we have to, because we want to, and because the love of God is there. Love will help us love our neighbor as ourselves. Love will cause us to help one another, care for one another, to listen to one another. Love will help us from doing evil and sinning against God and sinning against one another. Love will help us pardon those who have sinned against us. Love will help us speak the truth. And sometimes that includes correcting somebody. Sometimes that uh, means you're disciplining somebody that they might live for God. You know, sometimes we forget about that. We think love is only, you know, just, oh, be nice, nice, nice. No, sometimes love corrects. Sometimes love disciplines. God himself, he says, I discipline those whom I love. So love is more than just, you know, those nice little feelings. Sometimes you have to do some hard stuff because of love. That's important for us. Love does not mean that we just simply uh, love on people and let them do whatever they want. If we really love people, then we're going to jump in there and say, brother, sister, you're, you're going down a, a wrong road. Let, let me help you. Let me try to, you know, get you back on the right ways. We, we, that's true love. That's what love will do. In all areas of life, we are to love one another, serve one another, care for one another, and love. 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter of the Bible. We hear it a lot at our weddings, um, when we have weddings, but it needs to be almost something that we daily pick up to remind ourselves of what love is. In 1 Corinthians 13, 4-7 says, Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. It keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstances. And the Bible tells us love should never end. It shouldn't stop. Never, never. We're to keep on loving in every way, for love is of God, and God is love. So obviously, his representatives need to be people of love. And so as men here today, we need to be men of love. You do everything with love in mind. So let us rise up and show and live a life of love. As we come to the end of this, you know, these five areas, as I said, I really felt to direct them to us as men. But of course, they can be directed to all of us. And I think we all need to rise up to that challenge because God wants us to be on guard. God wants us to stand firm in the faith. God wants us to be courageous. God wants us to be strong. God wants us to be people of love. And that's what we want to be. We want to take up that responsibility. 
God has great things in store for those who love him. And that we as men, as people, as we respond to God with proper motives and desires, we're going to make an impact on our homes, on our families, on our churches, on our friends, and on all those who live around us. I think it's time for us as men to take our place. Renew that commitment to follow Jesus Christ all the way, not leaning to the left, not leaning to the right, but serving him every day of our life. I encourage you to do that. Be bold, be strong, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So may we rise up to be those men of faith because it is time.